Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. I'm your interviewer, Diane Liebert, and I'd like to introduce Susan Crawford, running for Dane County Circuit, Judge, Circuit Court Judge Branch 1. As we, as we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience, which qualifies you for this office, and why you're running for Dane County Circuit Court Judge. Thanks, Diane. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, come here and uh, share my qualifications and my background. Um, I've been practicing as a lawyer in Madison for a little over 20 years. Uh, currently, I'm at the law firm Pine Spock, and uh, my work is generally in um, most often in the Dane County Circuit Court, um, also in other courts around the state. Uh, I do civil cases uh, generally with some kind of a, a broad uh, public interest impact. So, for example, I've done a lot of work in voting rights. Um, I've represented uh, Planned Parenthood in um, a couple of cases to protect women's right to reproductive health care. And uh, I've also represented Madison teachers in the interests of uh, public education uh, in the courts. Um, I also have a deep background in criminal law. I started my career in Wisconsin at the Department of Justice uh, and was the uh, director of the state's uh, criminal appeals unit in that role. So I've handle, handled hundreds of uh, criminal cases and uh, have uh, a lot of knowledge of criminal law and procedure as a result. Um, I also uh, was uh, fortunate to work in several different jobs in the Doyle administration. Uh, during his two terms of office, including working uh, as ch his chief legal counsel in the governor's office. And in that role, I also uh, handled hearings for applicants uh, for pardons who were seeking the governor's pardon. And that uh, gave me a different perspective on the criminal justice system. Uh, I also spent a little time during the Doyle administration at the Department of Corrections. And uh, in addition to working on uh, progressive uh, corrections policy, I had the opportunity to visit many of our state prisons. So I, I have uh, been behind the walls of many of our prisons and have seen the population there and, and have uh, a, an understanding of what the needs are of that, that population as well. Okay, thank you. Sure. Number one, what do you believe are one or two personal qualities you have that will be assets to your role as a circuit court judge? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of personal qualities, uh, I, I think the, the most important quality that a circuit court judge can have is compassion, uh, just being able to empathize with uh, the people who are appearing in front of you in the courtroom, whether they are criminal defendants, crime victims, uh, witnesses, and, and even the attorneys who are in court, and, um, and, and being able to make the effort to understand uh, what they are trying to communicate with you and, and treating each person with the respect and dignity that all, all people deserve in the courtroom. So that's one thing. Um, another thing is that um, uh, I am a, a naturally uh, curious person and I am always um, trying to get to the truth of the matter and uh, will do a lot of research and, and, and ask questions until I'm, I'm satisfied that I have the facts. Okay, thank you. Number two, what do you believe is the most urgent issue you will need to address in the administration of justice as a Dane County Circuit Court judge if you're elected? Yeah. Well, I, I think that we have uh, work to do in the Dane County uh, justice system to improve uh, 
uh, equal justice for all, particularly in um, issues re relating to racial disparities in our justice system. Um, I think that we need to uh, work not just within the court system, but to coordinate across uh, county government to make sure that uh, everyone who is interacting with the criminal justice system is treated fairly and treated equally uh, regardless of the color of their skin and, uh, and regardless of their um, economic background too. I think those disparities also extend to uh, people's uh, economic status. So that's, that's a big concern for me and it's really one of the reasons I'm running. Okay. Uh, in the arena of criminal law, which is the current caseload of that branch, how do you see yourself dealing with the constant issue of working to balance the rights of the accused and the rights of the victims? Um, well, uh, turning back to uh, some of the things I just said about um, uh, the need to treat every person in the courtroom with respect and dignity, uh, I think that often a courtroom uh, feels like a really hostile place to crime victims. Um, and if judges uh, take the time uh, to treat uh, those people with respect and ensure that they have a voice in the courtroom and are uh, you know, treated um, compassionately, I think that goes a long way. And the same thing for criminal defendants. Um, uh, defendants who are, are brought into a courtroom um, are often treated by judges as if they're not there. And I, I think that that's wrong and they needed to be treated as, as human beings. Um, often. You know, if, they're, if they've been convicted, uh, you know, they, they are there because uh, they committed a wrong and need to be held accountable. Um, but they also are people, um, and I believe in, um, you know, the powers of rehabilitation and redemption. And uh, they, uh, each person that walks in the court needs to be treated fairly. So I, I think there is a balance there to be struck. Um, but uh, it, I, I do believe it's possible to... Uh, to treat everybody fairly and have each person walk out of the court feeling that uh, you know they've had their day in court. Okay. What do you see are important and innovative ideas for programs to help with the overtaxed criminal justice system and to avoid recidivism by offenders? <laughs> um, Dane County currently has a number of uh, diversion programs, and, and those are programs that are... Um, uh, trying to identify uh, people who have been charged with a crime uh, who are willing to, uh, you know, work uh, on uh, the behaviors that may be underlying their criminal conduct. So, you know, in some cases with substance abuse, um, it may be that uh, they could benefit from mental health treatment um, and, you know, just other, other kinds of needs. And uh, so, for example, the uh, we have a drug court in Dane County, and uh, the whole idea of that is to uh, get a person into programming that helps them to address those underlying needs and um, uh, allow them to, uh, if, if they're able to complete those programs, to avoid having a criminal conviction on their record to begin with. And I think those are really important programs because a criminal conviction is itself a kind of penalty that follows somebody for the rest of their lives. Um, so that's, that's one thing. We also have uh, first offender programs and um, restorative justice programs that I think are equally important tools to be used uh, for, you know, appropriate, the appropriate population, the appropriate set of offenders that 
uh, can take uh, people out of the uh, sort of traditional path uh, through the criminal justice system and, um, and, you know, while continuing to hold people accountable and keep our community safe. Okay. Number five, what innovative ideas do you believe could be used to assist you as a judge in managing caseloads, working with unrepresented parties and English as a second language speakers and other procedural issues in your courtroom? Well, that was a lot of things. Um, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, one of one area I see uh, for improvement is just uh, getting judges more data and more information. So, for example, in the area of criminal sentencing, uh, I think that judges need uh, uh, need to know more about what is going on in other courtrooms besides their own. Um, and that's just, you know, not only in the other Dane County courtrooms, but in courtrooms across the state. And also to have a better understanding of what the outcomes are of particular sentences. So, for example, if, uh, if the outcomes, if the level of re recidivism, people committing new offenses, is, um, is actually less for a shorter sentence than a longer sentence, then, you know, why are we using longer sentences? And, and you know, I don't know that that's true. I'm just using that as an example of, of how, um, you know, more data, more evidence-based practices, I think, can help in, um, in the criminal justice system and other parts of the court as, as well. Okay, thank you. How do you see yourself communicating with the community at large as a judge for the entire county okay. and not just for those in your court? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important for uh, judges to have a voice and, and use their voices. Uh, I think uh, too many times judges feel that it's in a appropriate for them to speak out on issues that our community faces because they feel that it is uh, too political. Mm -hmm. um, my view is that uh, judges need to share information with the public and with policymakers as well about what they're seeing in their courtrooms and uh, what the issues and problems are in the justice system because they, you know, they have a unique perspective and they really need to share that with the public. So I think both with um, uh, you know, policymakers such as the Dane County Board and um, community groups, advocacy groups, uh, through uh, you know other kind of community organizations. I would really welcome the opportunity as a judge to interact with those groups. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Well, I guess what I'd like to say is that um, I, in, in the course of my my career, I've had many opportunities to go in front of, of courts. Uh, representing often the interests of, of disadvantaged people, um, disenfranchised people, and you know, and other groups that uh, are um, in court because they are uh, um, uh, trying to right a wrong, um, often against a, a powerful entity on on the other side of the case. Uh, uh, sometimes it's it's government or uh, maybe a, a large corporate interest or something like that. And, uh, you know, in the work that I've done, I've seen the powers of the court to uh, address abuses of power by those who um, have the ability to do so. And I'm really committed as a judge to ensuring that uh, the courtroom presents a level playing field and that uh, the, you know, the court's in a position to uh, 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 act as a check and balance on uh, the other branches of 
of government. I've, I've been there in the courtroom doing that as an advocate, and I would really like to uh, be on the bench to play that same role as a judge. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Susan Crawford for speaking with us and the viewing, viewing audience for taking time to watch Know Your Candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I want to thank you for joining us. <laughs>